Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brain Trust Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm a tabletop game designer in Glendale, California. And I'm Will. I'm a game designer in Boston, Massachusetts, America. Adam, what's up? It's 69 degrees here. Nice. Nice. It's more than that here. We're beginning the... Uh, the, we're revisiting the origins of the brain trust where a good portion of the show is us dying. Uh, yeah. Because we can't run air while you're recording. You don't hear a lot about this on podcasts, but we're doing a probably a three month lead up into just the recording conditions. We're revisiting conditionally where we were in August. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you want to like revisit the the creative spark, it's not just you have to. It's not enough to get your head in the space. Your body needs to be in the same space. So, um, yeah, it's like how your nose is attached to a piece of your brain that doesn't interact with anything else. It's called the nose center of the brain. It's called the smell smellatorium. So we're doing that with our sweat glands. And uh, yeah, what other ways are you preparing for our anniversary episode? Um, well, in Frozen 2, Olaf teaches you that water oh, has memory, so I think our <laughs> our sweat probably remembers last summer. Um, other ways I'm reverting to last year, let's see. Um, let's see. I'm, uh, I'm stuck inside my apartment and I can't leave. Uh, this time last year, I was moving across the country, so this is when we first came up with the Brain Trust. Okay, well, I'm planning to move in the next few months. Oh, so. is this is this a, like a role reversal thing? Yeah, a Freaky so Friday. I'm Freaky Fridaying you, and I'm going to the Glen. <laughs> I'm trying to move to the Glendale of Canada. <laughs> um, so what's, you you said you fucker. You said Toronto was the Boston of Canada. <laughs> I, I meant like, it in a good way. I liked my time sure? in Boston. Are you sure, bro? Bro, are you sure about that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, wicked great. <laughs> I feel like I'm preparing. I'm kind of like slowly steeping myself into, you know, what I was doing in 2019, having some uh dangerous ideas about what kinds of kickstarters I'm capable of doing. Oh, um yeah, I'm gearing up for a kickstarter, so that that tracks. But um, you're going to you, you're really good at kickstarters. I'm undefeated, but you know, you know, um, everybody's streak breaks Sunday. Any given Sunday. One time, Kickstarter's going to catch you on a bad step and really just gut punch you once. And it's just going to happen. And, buddy, I hope it doesn't, but I you just got to be ready for it. <laughs> uh, last year, I did my first Kickstarter in February and fulfilled it in May. This year, we did Cobwebs in February, and it's about to fulfill. So there is definitely some weird, like... Uh, I'm looking for it, so I'm seeing the pattern now. Um, mm. But a lot of it, too, is just like the constant Fred Flintstone spinning feet in midair and hoping to hit the ground running at any given time of this <laughs> style of work. I love how many cartoons you're confusing with each other <laughs> in that metaphor right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't stop. Um, let's see. I mean, I was still in this apartment. I'm at the same desk. Um, what games was I playing in 2019 around this time? I think I was also playing Mothership, which I'm playing now. So there's that. I think I was playing, uh, well, video game wise, um, I was playing our favorite Kickstarter game, 
No Man's Sky. I was playing No Man's Sky this time, too. Back then, I had a projector screen, so it was like my whole living room wall was the TV, and it was the most immersive experience I think I've ever had with a video game to play No Man's Sky on, like, a literally six-foot-tall display. It was awesome. Yeah, so uh, what if we just start playing No Man's Sky in, like, June? I bet it's all different. Every time that game does so much, like, we just dropped an expansion, and now it's a different game. <laughs> yeah, now it's now it's all a, a themed Monopoly game. <laughs> <laughs> all the different things are the things for Monopoly. <laughs> There's me sitting at the table designing new Monopoly games. I think we could replace the things for this with this. I think you got to leave the thimble in. The fans love it. The thimble? I mean, are we creating a Monopoly extended universe here with the thimble? What is some legacy Monopoly elements you can pull? Like, how does Lord of the Rings Monopoly talk to <laughs> the fucking... Che- cheaters Monopoly. The cheaters Monopoly. Obviously Sauron. <laughs> uh, he, I don't know. Don't at me. Okay. Monopoly is a is a non-starter for sure. Here, <laughs> I was like, in it. We were in the zone, and now I'm like, huh. I'm sorry. Should we go back? <laughs> <laughs> I first of all, I appreciate your honesty there. Um, that's something that's going to help us deliver the Brain Trust podcast to its new heights. After you know, we've we cracked open the formula last week with a random table of brain trust podcast topics but what's beautiful about the the trust episodes this one right now um is it's all free jazz it's pure theater of the mind uh this time last year because it was the last week before i moved i guilted a couple of my friends into playing dialect i was like i've had this game on my shelf for too long and we have to play it this week because i'm leaving forever um Great game. Great experience. Loved it. Big fan. Dialect. Just a good game. Uh, This time last year, I was... I went to New York in August. Um, That was like a thing I did during the Kickstarter. So I'm thinking I go to New York and hang out in Times Square. Really go everywhere I can in New York City. Yeah, it'll definitely have a a different energy. The big apple is now the bong apple on the sidewalk. (laughs) I went for a walk today to drop yeah, off a bunch of zines, ask, and no, I was it, it's. Ask, How's the apple? I haven't seen it in in a while. It, at least two weeks, I think. Um, it's gone, so I need a new. There was like, what I think was a pizza crust or some kind of like bread, so um, you know, the give and take. <laughs> it's the cycle. It's Bong the apple is gone. The pizza crust is here now. Uh, uh, so my sundial was this milk that I was tracking on the street and I've actually changed my walk to the mailbox because I realized there's a mailbox within 500 feet of my apartment like a dumbass I did not know it was there (laughs) it was on the corner where this uh, old uh, this now closed Irish pub was called Doyle's I hate Doyle's Um, Boston heads don't don't even at me Doyle's is the worst and I would never walk on that side of the sidewalk because there would always be drunk townies proposing to each other right there. 
And it's just simply the most psychically damaging thing ever. Two people in Patriots jerseys getting down on on one knees. Trading rings. And I'm not talking Super Bowl. We, it's good to leave a little gap so that the listener Jesus. can laugh. I usually, edit, I usually <laughs> edit the gaps out because you said something I can't now. Um, yeah, I like that. We're, we're, it's two weeks in a row of peeling back the editing curtain. <laughs> Look, it's a hard podcast to edit because we say all good and funny shit. Um, anyway, I guess that makes an easy podcast to edit. God. Uh, uh, I don't know what what should we do to get in the headspace of. Should we have an interview with our previous selves? Uh, you know, I'm always I'm always looking forward. I don't think I could be that person ever again. Although, <laughs> I I think like you were saying, uh, we're Kickstarters waiting for one day to. For me to pay the piper, the green piper. Just hit um, you with a knife blade or something? Definitely Punch going blade. in to protest Singer with the sort of gumption that we had going into Brain Trust. Um, because Cobwebs, I, I still had the apprehension. I still was like, oh, last time this was not fun. You, not, but you haven't totally healed. Then now I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. This is going to be a layup. We'll fund on day one. <laughs> I'll, and whatever, I'm... Gonna, I'm gonna clear some K, you know. Skit, secure the bag. Um, and you, I think that oh, hu- way, hubris now I recognize as a danger sign. You said fund on day one on the podcast, which is the opposite of a bingo board. It's a lose board, and <laughs> uh, that's gonna break bad. I'm talking from experience here. Yeah, that's um, when you lose the game. Fuck. The- what did you just? You just did the lose the game thing. Have we talked about it on here before? Have we talked about the game? I don't think so. Because my first my first game design was in high school where I was like, this doesn't feel good to lose the game when you think about it. So what if instead you won the game every time you think about it? <laughs> Wait, this particular nut of wisdom does sound very familiar. I'm sure I've told this story <laughs> this before. Kind of, this kind of game design, you're just... you. That's your greatest work, Adam. I'm gonna be totally honest. Yeah, here's something that feels bad. I made it into something that feels good. The end. You. That is like the most elegant object of game design, and I understand why you still make games to try and reach that feeling of hacking the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the time, it sort of exists within the three questions. It's like, what does your game feel like to play? And what does a what does a game feel like when it ends? And those are important. Can you, can you do the three questions for the game? Okay. What is this game about? What is this game about? Um, game. It is about itself. It is like it has intrinsic value. It's about mimetic thought patterns. It's also sort of about like social manipulation in a way because. At least when I was in school and I like learned about it, it was the sort of thing that people told each other to fuck with each other. It's the equivalent of like a teenager ball tap. Or doing the circle, and when you look at the circle, you get punched. Yeah, it's doing the circle with your hand. Yeah. It's doing the it's circle just... with your mind. Like, oh, you thought of the game? 
you're making mind circles with the game. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> that's the first question. Number one, it's a torture game about making the circle with your mind. Question two, what do the characters do? Um, think about the game. Okay. Right. Just, just yeah. Happening. Consider on the, the game. Of the game. Considering the game. And question. That's very. That's very elegant. And question number three is, what do the players do? Lose. <laughs> it's really your only option in the core rules. <laughs> we are game designers, but not game generally. We design for the game. So... We- like Adam did, let's come up with some hacks for the game. So you've got the version where actually when you think of the game, it's joyful. And you actually should be happy if you think about it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. What about some kind of rule where I I realize we are now just designing game instead of just hanging out. But this feels like we're hanging out. Um, what if you could deflect the thought of the game? Like like Magneto with the helmet so you, Charles yeah. can't read his mind? You get the... So you know the thing, the circle, making a circle with your hand below your waist so people look at it and you can punch them? Yeah, you, yeah. There's you get like, two of these circles and make the glasses. And if someone reminds you of the game while you're wearing the two circle hand glasses, you are impervious to thinking about it because it's your Magneto helmet. <laughs> um. Do you, did you ever play, there's a card game called The Game, and it's fun. It's just one of those where, like, all the cards are one through 100, and you're trying to get them in sequence without talking. Um, I really enjoy oh, wow. it, but I was actually upset when I discovered it, because I was like, there already is The Game. You can't <laughs> call your game The Game. S- stop stealing the design of um, The Game Designer. Who designed The Game? It was The Game Designer. Do you, I think The Game designed it so i think there really is this like intrinsic value to it it has no creator it is its own creator and yeah it just plop it farted into somebody's brain and they're like oh damn i just lost the game and someone's like hey bud what's wrong and they go oh well i thought of the game which means i lost and it it was just there it it just existed it was in the primordial soup yeah the game is existence of an evil vengeful old testament style god that would just put a thought in your mind okay how do you play the game uh with how do you make the the game is sort of a solo game right it's an asymmetrical (laughs) (laughs) it's an asymmetrical live social deduction game are are you thinking about the game i'm trying to figure out if you are because if you are you lose some people don't know about the game and so you're like, oh, does this person? Do I, I'm kind of I'm gonna game check this person to see if they know what the game is. That's the thing, because once you tell them, they're playing forever. Yeah. So that's that's the ultimate winning the game is it's like the ring watching the ring video is like if you can get someone else to watch it, the ring won't kill you. So if you tell <laughs> someone about the game, you won't die from game disease. Um, I like that there, I like maybe like, um, an, like a campaign mode where (laughs) (laughs) when you, when you think about the game, you like acquire XP and after a certain amount, then like it changes parameters of the game. 
Yeah, like you can spend your XP to earn um, d- different abilities or class, different thoughts types in the different thoughts. <laughs> Just new thoughts in your brain. <laughs> and yeah, when you so you get points for thinking about the game. You get points for telling another person that. You yeah, there's the tracks. Game. There's like XP tracks. So yeah. when you think of the game and you win, that's a different point than when you think of the game and you lose. It's very uh, in the moment. How does it feel when you think about the game? And so if you also tell someone about the game, that's a different track. And that's how you get your, you know, big game breaking powers. Like one would be, you know, wearing the glasses, Magneto helmet. Don't think about the game. Another is you unlock hit points. And so, if you you could you could get damaged by the game, the longer you play the game, the more hurt you are by playing. That's for, that's for sure true as it yeah. stands. Yeah. How do we well, sell that's it? The, that's the rules as intended, and we're now making that the rules as written. How do we make money off of the game? Look, I'm kind of fucking sure no game designer has wrote down the rules of the game and put it on itch.io for sale for $25 but I know we're going to be the first ones oh yeah all, all of the modular variants or whatever um, it's really endless an infinite number of players that you can play online or in person it really scratches every every itch nope uh, there we go itch You uh, there you go it really scratches your itch.io you can also um, play the game while you're playing different games. It's so a meta game, yeah. Whenever, you know, gamers are out there listening. As much as I hate to admit it, gamers are listening right now. And <laughs> they can play the game during a game. What if so, you cheat, though, and you're like, oh, I just thought about the game and, and I win. So I'm going to mark XP. Yeah, how do you, what? how do we police when people say they think about the game but they really didn't think about the game they just said the words and didn't think about the the (laughs) ethereal concept do you think there's some kind of cipher or like some kind of concentrated mental puzzle like you know when you're farming a bitcoin and you get your computer (laughs) to farm it and grams and solve complex math puzzles can we have that for our mind for getting points winning or losing the game the game blockchain uh, um, I also just had another cursed thought of the game PBTA, and the, oh. the trigger is when you think about the game. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, okay, great. So we have to monetize this. Um, the game isn't free, by the way. So uh, we should come out with seasons with different booster packs. So the first season is the PBTA you have playbooks and so by spending game points gamer points um we we email you a new move that you can use to spend your game xp on or when you think of the game to create new conditions like when you think of the game and you lose you know pick one of three and maybe it's make the funny glasses tell other people about the game lose physical hit points and be hurt and sick and we we're just letting people build their playbooks with this abstract game concept after you know they're, they're part of the blockchain they've farmed the mental engrams to get the points for the game <laughs> they are increasing their game score mentally and physically um uh, this is funny 
This is some good shit. This is the quality of like borderline sincere design shit post that really thrives on itch, I think. Yeah, maybe we should do this. I mean, yeah, if it has good layout, people will buy it. <laughs> I'll buy for that. Um, maybe we should uh, come back and talk about the game in some other contexts. Yeah. Like OSR. I mean, there's so many great... Tr- we're, we're going down... This is the whole app, the game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. All right, we're back on the... We're back on the show. We're playing the game. <laughs> you lost R1. Or... There, there are definitely like there's a spectrum. I think winning and losing are so binary. We were talking. Well, you, you start with the tutorial levels where you just learn how to win and lose. I like, like we were talking about on D twenty episode of like success range or like we just said with PBTA. So there, there's, um, yeah, a, a value range of when you think about the game, you you land between X and Y in terms of winning and losing. Oh, it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not a binary. It's a spectrum of winning and losing. Yeah. Cause winning is one end and losing is the other, but like, there's sometimes you lose and it's funny. Haha. <laughs> I lost the game. Just a little chuckle to yourself. Uh, sometimes you win and it will like your announcement will cause someone else to lose. I would say that's, you know, that's not a solid win. You're, you're spreading harm. Uh, you're, you're deducing a, another. That's PVP right there. Um, so there's it sounds, definitely. It sounds like a, you're creating a one of those like identity tables with a y-axis and an x-axis. Interesting. I think you're right because I think winning and losing is one axis, and like how social it is is the other axis because axis because uh. If you win in isolation, you just do the like, the golfer like yes, yes. You don't, you're, you know, you're yes. not like parading downtown. But let's say you're like on TV and you're like, oh shit, I just won the game. Like thousands of people just witnessed you win the game. That's a very different win. Yeah, you pop on uh, someone's, you know, Erica Badu's Instagram live, and she has you on, and she's like. Adam Vass, it's so great to see you. And then you're like, I just won the game. And Erica's I'm feeling like, great. I'm <laughs> feeling great, Erica. I won the game. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually have to edit. I think we need a three-dimensional um, table or or uh, what's it called? Just like a 3D Spectrum? model. Yeah, 3D model of what the what your game victory is because you've got the public factor – the win-lose factor, and then, as you were talking about earlier, the quality of the win or the loss. Is it, uh, is it good or evil? Are you doing a <laughs> very spiteful win? Like on when you went on Erica Badu's Instagram Live, and you said, Eric, I'm doing very well, and everyone here just... I won the game. I don't know what that means for you. That would be kind Did of you a ever spiteful have it public. When a kid would be like, you just lost the game. 
and be like, that's oh not fucking God. fair. That's terrorism. Yeah. I've 100% had that. Yeah, right? Like, I didn't think about the game. You thought about the game. You brought it to my doorstep. Like, that's that's not valid. That's, that's not even playing the game. That's psychic vampire shit. Yeah. That's absolutely laying a curse upon someone. I'm going to go ahead and say against the rules of okay. the game that are published well, by the Brain Trust and owned. I think, but that's the PvP module. You know, if you if you are wearing the Magneto helmet glasses and you say you just lost the game, there's no game effect upon the the caster. Can you lose the game without playing? Interesting. Walk me through that. Um, I'm just a regular person out for a walk. You know what? I even got my I got my face mask on, my sunglasses, and I I have headphones. I'm listening to my favorite show, the Brain Trust Podcast. And uh, someone flags me down, and they're like, excuse me. Uh, And I'm like, oh, sure. I pause the podcast. I take my headphones off, and I say, are you okay? Can I help you? And they're like, you just lost the game. And I go, I lost the what? Did I did I lose the game or because I was unaware a game existed this is just, this is the tutorial I think this is the like in Skyrim where you're about to get beheaded and the guy next to you in the wagon <laughs> is like yeah this sucks huh um and then you you eventually get saved with the knowledge of the game <laughs> so if you that depends if your first interaction with the game is you losing and by the way, this is a new... We're starting season two of the game right now. Everyone is playing again. If someone doesn't know, you can explain to them. All that previous shit is gone. But if you get gamed, I don't like that. If someone makes you lose the game and you don't know what the game is, you're in game debt to them. <laughs> you've How incurred, do you pay game debt? You've incurred a one game debt to them. Well, no, it's just game debt because you can only have one. And uh, that just means you have, you've... Maybe there's the social guild aspect. These coercive guilds. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you choose a team at, in character creation. Okay, great. Let's make the factions right the fuck now. Okay. Um, I mean... Good game winners. Be- benevolent game winners feels like one. So, I feel like we're going to... Let's, let's retake this... Uh, nomenclature. Let's reclaim it. Game masters. These are people who serve the game, who spread good word of the game in positive energy. Like they mean well. They're the people who worship the game. As they're, yeah, they're, they're the game apostles. <laughs> yes, they're the cloaked figures who protect the true nature of the game. They wear white bright robes. They have dyed hair. They have good glasses. These are these are the game masters. I think they sort of exist in like a neutral capacity. They they believe game is good, but and they they spread good word of good game, but not in with any intent to make anyone win or lose. It's just sort right. of like here this. I'm giving you the information, and what you do with that information is your decision. It's very much like early NPC in a video game when you are learning, you know, what is good and bad in the world. And you're like, oh, there are good people. So I would say that the game masters are pretty low on the social aspect. 
um, v- ex- maxed out for good and maxed out for winning. Or yeah. maybe they're in the middle. For I, winning. I think they're I in the they're... the middle of of winning and losing. Yeah. Both are possible. They're simply laying out the options for you. I would say that they probably don't even track on that one. They're just like it's I just pure, thought of the game. Pure informational. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> In the playbook, that's the quote under the title. <laughs> I just thought of the game. All right, full malevolence, like extremely bad, bad shit. Punk yeah, game mode. terrorists. Let's maybe use a different word. Um, that's what they are. Um, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to write that. I I <laughs> I understand that that's what they are. Um. I mean, assassins, assassins, game assassins. They're trying to, well, are they gamers? Well, here's an interesting thought too, because I think the game masters are sort of like the approved religion of the, of the game region. (laughs) This would be like the cultists, right? Like we believe in this strong power that we will turn into a weapon effectively Mm -hmm. and reshape the world in our image. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They're they're trying to have the the greatest game ritual to make the most people on in the game region or in the world lose the game. Yeah, it's very cosmic horror. Like we want to summon this evil, unknowable th- game that everyone plays. Okay, I like game cultists for that. Yeah, and so their line, their their quote would be, "We just lost the game." I think it's you just lost. I think they're like actively taking people out with them to rec- because once you lose, once it's in your head that it's like, oh shit, I lost the game. Like, why wouldn't you want to spread that ill will that they spread to you? It's an infection. Do do the game cultists like losing the game? I think there is a, an aspect of enjoying it. Yeah, I think, but yeah. I think their desire is more to spread it. They're the anti-vaxxers of the game. <laughs> Absolutely. They, they're the ones with the public the herd access immunity. TV shows. Yeah, they just try and like boost their signal with fake hashtags. And Okay, so they would be fully evil. Fully lose. As, as public as possible, fully lose. Let's go and let's try to make one who's not public. Uh... A playbook that operates in isolation. I think the, the um, I'm thinking of like a game like Lone Ranger. Me too. Same thing. Yeah, the game loners, the game rangers. I think game loners is is good because game ranger. I think you exist then in a range, and then there's complication there. Yeah. Uh, game loners are good. Game loners, I think, they exist on a spectrum. Uh, the opposite end of the public. So they're on the private far mm. par- private end of that spectrum. But I don't know that they innately subscribe to a win loss. Good, bad. I put them right in the middle of both of those. Yeah. I feel like a game loaner would just be on their own winning and losing the game. You still have to verbalize it if you're with people and you either choose to explain it and extract a game debt, or you say, you know, you're, you basically are the only one with the power to be like, don't don't worry about it these are like the white hat cowboys i feel of the game they 
only want things to be fair and just. And they'll do whatever in pursuit of that justice. But generally, if you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Right. Like, it's like an interview with a vampire when Lestat takes Brad Pitt and is like, do you want to be a vampire, dude? And Brad Pitt's like, uh, yeah, I have a death drive, bro. And Lestat's like, I'm going to give you the choice I never had. Here's what it's like being a vampire. Here's what it's like. You know what it's like being a human. If you're still down for that, I can let I you can play the game with me. But I just want to let you know, you're not learning about the game. I'm just explaining the corners of gameness. <laughs> I'm telling you there is a game. It's Morpheus energy. Huge Morpheus <laughs> energy. You can deny the game. Yeah. Wow. Lestat and Morpheus hanging out. Could you imagine them kissing? Anyways, um, those are the Game Rangers, or rather, the Game Loners, the White Hat Cowboys. Um, I feel like there's some other archetypes here. I feel like I should be writing these down. Well, we're recording it, so there's value there. I'm writing it down with my voice to a computer. Um, Let's see. So we have public bad lose. We have private neutral neutral. Are the game masters public or private? They sort of exist in the middle. Yeah, I would say that whatever is available. So I would say like in the middle towards public. So I think something that is, is there, so we have our, our spectrum is public, private, win, lose, and good or bad, right? Yeah. Is there possible a combination that has winning bad or losing good? Full spite. So here's what I'm thinking. They're the game killers. They try and destroy other game players. Oh, you play the game that's for high schoolers. And by the way, you just lost. <laughs> um, full, yeah. Full spite mode. They are lone assassins or they work in small groups and they go trying to undermine on a personal level players of the game by playing the game. They're like the thieves guild. Fuck. Yes, they are. So they're the game guild. And yeah, <laughs> that, that rules. I love that. <laughs> uh, the game guild definitely operates. I think you, you have then on in that way, game guild can either be like, I win, but but I don't like to think about the game. I don't, even though I I thought of the game and I won, not interested in the whole concept of the game. And or, they are, they're using their game points to stat up in anti-game protection technology. Like a, like a true gamer, you hate the games that you engage with. <laughs> <laughs> you hate them on a very personal level in which forms your identity. Because to really enjoy something, you have to undermine it and be smarter than it. Yeah, th- these are these are the elite game, the elite gamers, elite gamers, game guild, game killers. Um, I I would also so those are on the very spiteful side, but not win or lose. And those are they seem on the private side. I would put them in between private and public in the middle space. Yeah. Because I think if they're if they're true private, then there's like nothing. There's no engagement with it. It's just like self 
resentment. Oh, damn, I just thought of the stupid-ass game that I remember when I was a kid, and I hated that game. Yeah, like, I'm bullying you about playing the game because I lost. I'm, yeah. I'm the ultimate loser. They, they exist in between public and private. Yeah. We have to, we have to give a shithead role for players to play. You know, it's, it's an attractive thing. An antagonist. I want to incorporate everyone who is not actively playing the game here. So the game ghosts that come from the first generation of the game. They're like reactivated. Like in Destiny, they're the little like light yes. balls that follow you. Their yeah. souls w- played the game eons ago. And they notice that you're playing the game now. And they'll, they'll bear witness, but they're not necessarily still aware of the game. Like, I feel like there are the unactivated ones that would be like, oh, you're playing the game second edition? Uh, what the fuck is that? Um, and <laughs> they, they are then available. Like, those are who you're trying to get your game debt from. Are those the game debtors? Hey, I noticed you're playing the game. I actually played the game when I was in school, and you're playing it wrong. Oh, my God. So it's full spite. There is no win or lose. No, I, I don't know that that's, that's malicious. Lose. I think sometimes it's like, hey, bud, I, I know this, that you're playing the game, but if you want to play the game the right way, like I could give you some tips. Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. those little things in Destiny are sort of are, are neutral. They, they more, they're there to like tell you context for the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So like so, the yeah. game exists, it always has existed, and it always will. In this current uh, iteration of the game. Highly factional gameplay. The game ghost doesn't totally understand what's happening, but they can give you the historical context of the game itself from when it was when we were in high school. A game ghost gets points by not losing the game, but explaining how they lost the game 10 years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what? I think there's, uh, uh, like, maybe I would say maybe a final faction and that is just like full on game detractors. There is no game. Mm, they They're, sit outside the spectrum. The, yeah. Well, yeah, they, they sort of don't accept that there is a spectrum. They're they're game agnostics. Mm, game gnostics. <laughs> because it's like, oh no, I don't really want to do that. They're, oh, you, they oh are, you explained the rules to me? I will that okay, fine. But like I will never think of the game. And their uh, their special ability, if you belong to that group, is instead of winning or losing, you declare, "I'm not thinking about that." An <laughs> impossible act. An impossible act because you are thinking about it, game gnostics. Or but, you you think about it and you and you did not win or lose. You're just like, yeah, I think about the game. So what? Right. The game what are you exists do about around it? me. Yeah, the game exists around me, but I am not engaging with it, and I cannot know whether I'm win or, winning or losing. Yeah, I don't tell other people about it. I don't win. I don't lose. It doesn't even matter to me at all. I respect that it matters to all of you other gamers. <laughs> but I'm, I, I feel like I don't know the answer. I feel like there's a lot of answers here, and I just don't know which one. And I'm not interested in finding out. We could honestly just go back over the last 30 minutes of the show and put the word God in where we say game and everything still makes sense yeah we actually 
Yeah, we did. This, this uh, theological everyone, this exploration. Has, th- yeah, this has been a theology 101 class. Um, uh, looks like we tricked you yet again here on the Burn Trust <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> well, we might be at the end of this uh, this vein, this very rich sto- vein of podcast content. I guess we have to go into the business part of the game, which is how do we get this as widespread as possible? How do we know that? How do we tell other people? About how do we market the, the game? The game 2E. <laughs> um, let's take a break and we'll put it in a box after that. <laughs> Where it's a boxed. The game, the game boxed. <laughs> All right, we'll be back on the Brain Trust Podcast. <laughs> All right, we're back, uh, and we're talking about the game. I just won the game. I lost, and you all did. I think there's... So, at conventions, have you ever fallen victim to... There are games like this that someone will print on a business card and then, like, slip in your pocket or leave on a table, and you're like, oh, shit, I found it. And I think... Um, I remember at Gen Con seeing one that's like, it's in deeply poor taste now, but it was something like, you got the, you got con crud, you got to pass on the con crud. Um, so like you get it that that's when someone says, Hey, you just lost the game. Yeah. Um, but then you have this little card and then you pass it on. So there's that. That's easy. That's cheap. I don't want to be cheap. I want to make millions of dollars off of the game too. Um, so you have, you have little, uh, moleskin notebooks and that's how you keep your game log and they have to be on special paper because you scan them in like a scantron into your at home game <laughs> scanner. I like that game, the game journal in an actual, like, where were you? What day and time was it? Yes. And what were you doing when you thought of the game? Like, then actually it serves this kind of neat function of, like, oh, it appears as if I almost always think of the game when I'm taking a bath. Hmm. hmm. Maybe there's something to that. Maybe I should take a lot of baths because that's, like, where my brain is free. And I have the ta- a tattoo that says the game on my butt, and I look <laughs> at my butt when I take a bath. And that's it's, also why I think of it. It acts as a feelings journal that's only punctuated by thinking of the game. I uh, want to hear something extremely uh, cute. Sure. I have a game that I've made. I've made this game already, and I play it personally. It's whenever I feel the feeling of love, I will open the book called The Love Game, write the date, and then write what I was feeling. It's just a real, it's a real notebook in my apartment. And you know what? I just thought of it. So I do have to grab the notebook (laughs) and add it. One second, Adam. How much did this note, what was the, uh, manufacturer suggested retail price of the notebook? I bought it at the Harvard bookstore for $2 and it was part of an old book, a misprinted book that they had to cut a portion off. Sorry, I just got to look up the date. It is Sunday, May 24th. Seems like the margins on such a thing are, are a little slim. Because not only do you have to fuck up a first book, then you can only sell the other thing for $2. 
So, yeah, um, so I've just completed the game entry. It's called The Love Game. It's not for sale. <laughs> um, it's right. a different game. It's a different game. Um, th- this is just my design experience with making, you know, mimetic thought experiments that have global effect. Um, but right, yeah, we should have special notebooks uh, with, uh, you know, custom insert paper. Maybe there's like a, depending on your faction, it has different interior pages. You know, if you level up through your first book, which is smaller, before you've picked a faction, you know, maybe you go with the game loaners. Um, and you instead, there's lots of room for uh, self-reflection. And like, you know, you're really concerned with the specific people you are giving the choice whether or not to learn the game. And so you're more marking other people's choices. And when you interact with your guild, it's more like a support group for like, you know, here are the people that I've brought to the game. Here's where I, I see them now in the game verse. You know, this one has become a cultist. That's the worst thing I can imagine. You know, how do I deal with that? Um, I just figured out how to turn this into a billion dollar industry. Instead of a million, let's hit it. Let's get let's get some bills. Secure the bag, Adam Vest. Charms. The charms. answer is charms. <laughs> charms. So when you first get you you get the game charm. It is just a metal coin. It's been unlocked, and it is on. We have unlocked ch- the metal coin. <laughs> some kind of chain. Like a bracelet or a necklace or whatever. You have one. This is the core game, and it is a single piece. Then you track XP by, like, having beads. Like, you're almost making a rosary. You're making and a so rosary. And so it's like, oh, after you have six beads on the chain, then you can add a new charm. This new charm is your class. You chose a class. You've, you're no longer a level zero character. Now you get to choose a faction. Then... Once you have the faction rules, you get to have those new XP triggers and then level up within those to get further charms. Not only are the charms metal and thusly you can make money selling them. And they uh, can be unlocked. They also function as a like almost like a beckoning. Oh, what's that little metal un- oh unlocked metal coin on your wrist? You can invite people to lose their own game. Yeah, and then, then you gain XP from having because spread the, the word of the game. And they're reminding you of the game. Adam, this is genius. Yeah, it's it's great, actually, in terms of, like, if you had... This is the kind of shit that I feel like um, an evil board somewhere comes up with. Like, when they're like, what kid's going to be, like, into next summer? How about a fidget spinner? And then three months later, fidget spinners, the bubbles pop, and th- nobody wants them anymore. This is that. Like, we've come up with a craze that's deeply infectious. (laughs) And then we know, though, like, in a year, you're not going to want to have this chain anymore. This thought virus. No, but then you hang the chain up somewhere and you always have that. Yeah. It's your legacy. Can we, let's monetize it more. You only can get a new bead once a day. You only can upgrade. So you will send your, you know, picture of your rosary. Uh, it's not called a rosary. Um, no, fuck it. It's a rosary. That's what it fucking is. Um, and so you start by building the bracelet, and then when you filled up the rosary, you can add the pendant, which is like your master class, your your prestige class. And so these are you become avatars of the game when you're there. And so you can participate in epic level raids, game raids. <laughs> uh, when you go to GameCon, um, you you know. 
you were wearing it out very publicly and maybe the game loaners one is like a compass or something and the game apostate or no that's uh, the person who just doesn't care. I don't know, but y- you just have build this final thing, and you'll you know, innately you've... have to the, the sort of like third party market at a at a game convention where there's just like, yeah, we sell charms, but they're like off brand or they're they're not even like part of the core game function. But someone will be like, oh, I like that one. It's a little raven, and then like the game evolves beyond. It's no longer in your control. Which right. is cool, but also some somebody's making money off your thing. You gotta you gotta squash that bug. Yeah, you you sue them and then steal their idea and like, oh, now the game Ravens is an official. <laughs> it's an official expansion for the game Two E, and the game Ravens are solitary and they only use the game. They only make people win or lose the game through digital communication, and so you win these like then your XP is a totally different thing, which is like you know. How many retweets did your game tweet get, or whatever? Yeah, um, it's uh, silly good. Yeah, what the fuck? How much? How much does it cost to make charms? Probably, probably, um, not very much per charm. Your minimum order is probably like five thousand. <laughs> five thousand fucking charms. Um. Well, we'll make a paper version first. Well, we have to make sure, yeah, proof of concept that this is really going to take off the way we expect. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when when you do get the full, you know, you've completed your your rosary full of mysteries and all of this, uh, and you get your final charm, you then start over and then you, you know, you might be able to class into a different way to play the game. Is there a new game plus? Fuck, Adam, that is so good. I cannot believe Oh my god! In you the get last another... ten minutes. Adam has just has just changed the game yet again. You get a you get a new charm bracelet, um, but you have all of your old charms. So you start over as a level zero, but you have like the information you gained from having played a whole saga of the game and how different roles work and how different people treat you. I think that's what it is. I think it's like social learning. Like yeah. new game plus is some people do not like it when you tell them, Hey, you just lost the game. So I'm not going to do that, but I'm still going to get this XP. Right. And you so, can, you can aim for like a perfect playthrough of the game. <laughs> I, I like the idea too of that. That opens it up my mind up to like speed running. How fast <laughs> can you master the game? Yeah, 100%ing the game is you just go and do every, uh, you get every game faction and also every game achievement. Um, and there are different ways, like any percent, how fast can I get the game? Uh, the only one I can think of for some reason is the game loner, the game cultist. You like, you know, spread it as far as possible and you get it on like a billboard somewhere. I guess no one's outside oh, the billboards. No, that's great. That's truly evil. Like a TV ad or something. You're like, hey. <laughs> Uh, my name is Simon, and I just wanted to take a moment. Um, I know everyone's dealing with a lot right now, and we're here to tell you you just lost the game. <laughs> Call 1-800-LOST-THE-GAME. That is 1-800-L-O-S-T-T-H-E-G-A-M-E. And then you get, yeah, you get thousands of people in one swoop. And then people write articles about it, like people write articles about massive EVE Online battles. Hey, by the way, 
isn't it probably that time of year again for a big EVE Online fight that loses someone tens of thousands of dollars? I would like to read that article. If it's already happened, please just send it to me. I just, that's a particular kind of game journalism that I'm missing right now. I want to hear about some guilds that actually fist fought in real life and then did some shit with their spaceships. <laughs> um, you know, I think Sign Seal delivered the game is... Uh, the game is afoot, Adam. I just won the game. <laughs> You just won the game, and you know what? I used to play the game, and I don't think that's—I <laughs> don't think that's very good. So, if you guessed that Adam was part of the game masters, and I was the game ghost, you won the game, and now I'm the game master. <laughs> I guess you could get a bunch of different charms, like because if you want to do a pure playthrough, that's one way to do it, or whatever. Oh, we should probably add a add a meta narrative so people can like unlock stories, you know, from like the founding of the game. Oh, I like that. That's a that's a later. That's like a yeah, a, a founders of the game. Um, it's a different game. It's just a euro, and nobody really likes it. But <laughs> no, like you, you, there's iconics, right? So like, there are the three game cultists that all look like cool cyber goths or something, and like, you know, there are the game loners who. Uh, where are able to buy overalls in a thrift store, which I can never seem to find ever. So that's yeah, them. Yeah. The, the, your, your game experience will not, you will not interact with this character, but you are aware of them in the fiction. They've existed for eternity and they're, yeah, they're our action figures. You know, they're the, the touchstones in broader culture. Exactly. And your actions in the game, there's faction level gameplay where if, you know, if game cultists are the most popular, then you get some more information. The game cultists in the iconics, like just think of like the Pathfinder characters that you see everywhere. Um, those are iconics. And so, you know, we're creating those. So you're invested in their stories. And then, the, then Adam, we've opened up movie rights. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I would watch the game movie. A hundred percent, I would watch the game movie. Hollywood, come get us. Adam's local. Yeah, so. you, I can meet you. <laughs> I'll meet you. Adam will be in the lot. <laughs> Find Adam. Uh, just wearing a white t-shirt that with Sharpie I wrote, I won the game, and I'm just <laughs> screaming at anybody who will listen. People, I've won the game. Yes. Uh, I think this was a, a very successful episode of the Brain Charge Podcast. Yeah, this has been another great episode. Wouldn't you agree? If you do agree, go to the computer or iPod and put in some ratings for the Game Trust Podcast. There's something wrong where you can only do five-star ratings. Actually, wait, can I take that again? I have a way to make people only do five-star ratings. Yeah. It seems to be impossible to rate it five stars. So if everybody could try, I think there's some glitch. So if you could try rating it five stars, I think that should get through and get the ratings through. So Yeah, even if you don't like it, I think it'll just help us um, figure out the bug to rate it five stars. It's bug testing, and we can give you a playtest credit if you do it. It's just the dev team would really like it. They're working weekends right now to get the five-star ratings working. So if you could do that, that would be great. And, you know, if you try a different value and it does go through, um, just take a bottle of water and pour it on your computer. You have to. That, You're not that allowed means it anymore. You have to wash the computer to yeah, get the rating out. 
yeah, you, you've introduced uh, malignancy to the internet, and you need to wash it out. <laughs> you, yeah, you have to fully um, reduce the negativity on the internet by destroying your computer, hard drive, and motherboard. Uh, yeah, and then if it asks you to write a review, you should write one, and it should be positive, and that's how you confirm that the bug has been squashed. Squash the bugs. It's not for us. It's for you. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's do the sign off. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WC Game Co. You should join the Discord because this week has been like next level helpful for me on the Discord. People help me figure out what the fuck Blades in the Dark is, and now I I think I'm in it. Um, it's a variant of the game, and I have. Stuff coming out too much, too all the time. Yeah, you'll be there. Adams, this is Adam. Adam Vass. I don't think you said your last name on it. I can't. You know, I didn't. But then I had the weird crisis in the moment of like, do I normally say my last name? Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. Um, hmm. All of Adam's stuff is at World Champ Game Co. You can find it at WorldChamp.io. Mm-hmm. Yes. The um, new new. The new new. A bunch of links. New new Betancourt, a guitar player for the band Extreme in the eighties. Um, and, uh, yeah, Adam's got a Kickstarter coming out, uh, soon. Is that next yeah, month? June, June 9th. I don't remember. I don't know what day it is anymore, but June 9th is the, uh, protest singer launch. Fuck yeah. Get on there. Go to the, uh, that Kickstarter page and click save or remind or something, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. There's a green button. I think there's only it, one that you can actually interact with. That's the, that's the entrance to the realm, much like the wardrobe in Narnia. That's the green <laughs> button. Um. Yeah, uh, and you had Aurora just come out too. Yeah, it's and it's shipped now. I got the zines in my hand uh, this weekend, and they look awesome. They turned out really nice. Uh, the game has a beautiful piece of tech, which asks you to uh, at the end of the game look at everybody and say that you had a great time. Yeah, it's literally in the rules to to be nice and have fun. Yeah, so that's the kind of that's how you know Adam is a true blue, fucking game master over here i'm will uh i'm willie ups you can find me online at will.com two types of wills out there i would do your research before it's too late um (laughs) uh everyone check your bingo i think we should have definitely gotten you bingo on this one um and yeah we'll see you uh later goodbye go come to the discord it's just popping off adam's right i'll beat your ass on super smash no no (laughs) joke um I'll totally fuck your shit up and make you want to break your controller. So, uh, yeah, brain emoji, handshake emoji. Oh, yeah, somebody's going to hear this and be like, you know what? I don't actually like this show. (laughs) They really had me for the first 27 episodes.